Alright guys, welcome along to Scheme Me Up Body. I'm your host, Rodney Stewart. We're getting into some more of Star Trek Picard Season 1 in this episode. And this is uh, a little chat about uh, broken pieces. So I hope you enjoy it. We're getting into Episode 8 of Star Trek Picard. And this one, I'm going to try and keep brief. Because I don't want to really... 100% spoil this episode for you. This is the episode where a lot of the little story, little nuggets of story goodness are starting to be paid off in this episode. And we start to discover just how closely connected all the characters really are in this series. Even though they've never met each other up to this point the whole situation that they're in has affected them in some way shape or form previous to them all joining up together uh, at the beginning of the episode it starts off on a planet called Aya the grief world uh, 14 years previous uh, there are Romulans there along with Commodore O and with you know, there was about seven or eight of them, including Nerissa and Ramda, who we met earlier in the series, who was, we were led to believe, was a, a Romulan that was, which is true enough, a Romulan that was assimilated by the Borg. Now she's part of the Borg reclamation program, run by Hugh. And we discover that she's gone a little bit insane and we're led to believe that that is because of her time with the Borg and how it's affected her mentally. But in this episode we discover it's a lot deeper than that. And it's all to do with this opening scene where Commodore O tells them they're part of the Jet Vash. And this planet they're on has a thing called the Admonition. And I hope I've pronounced that properly. Admonition is a big, big word and it's late at night. I don't do good with big words late at night. I don't do good with big words at the best of times. Never mind late at night. But anyway, let's get back into this. Um, this thing is like uh, a circular... It's almost like a... It's like a fence. More than like a circular fence. And it's vibrating and pulsing with light. And... Uh, Commodore O says, you're going to have visions. Pretty much this is breaking it down. It's, it's a lot more elegantly told in the episode. But pretty much, you're going to have a vision once you touch this sort of thing. Some of you are going to go mad, lose your minds. And those of you that don't are going to be stronger because of it. So everyone there touches this thing. We start to see the vision that they're seeing. That is the same vision that Commodore O put into Gerati's mind when she gave her the mind meld earlier on in the series and straight away Romulans start screaming and dropping to their knees and one pulls a phaser and shoots herself in the head and another one scraping her face and the, there's blood running down her face um, Ramda is down on her knees she's ripping chunks of hair out of her head but Nerissa is the only one out of all of them that takes the vision on board and 
as deeply affected by it but she's she turns the commodore o and she's just like you know we have to stop them um by the end of the episode we discover all of this what it means what this thing is they've seen and spoilers and i don't think it's a major spoiler because if you've been paying any attention to the, the series whatsoever you'll know that commodore o as the one that's behind absolutely everything that's going on in this series um yes we also discover in the following scene from this here that Nerissa and Narek, brother and sister of course we knew that they're actually uh nephew and niece to Ramda who took them on when their own parents died and the reason the Borg Cube is part of this series and the Borg Reclamation Program. You know, we discovered this Borg Cube was like damaged so badly that it was completely disconnected from the the Borg Collective. And the reason that happened was because Ramda's madness and you know was just too much for the Borg to handle whenever they tried to assimilate her. And, you know, just horror feelings of despair was enough to actually, you know, destroy this cube. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting. I found it very interesting to see how it was all starting to connect together. We get seven of nine back in this episode of again. Again, of course, in the last episode, Elnor found a little call button for the rangers hit that at the end of the episode so we knew very well that seven of nine was going to make an appearance and that happens very early in the episode that whole borg cube part of this episode is brilliant like, like it's visually stunning what happens in it and i'm just going to cover that entire thing right now before we get on to the ship of picard uh pretty much seven of nine turns up saves elnor's ass and then him and her are in the queen cell and she's going to hijack the cube and she boots it back up it starts regenerating and the romulans are fighting against Exborgs, and seven of nine decides she's going to connect herself to the cube as a miniature Borg Queen sort of a thing. So you know when that happens, that's like you know, these things come down from the roof, connect up her spinal calm and her eyes turn black as night. And of course she says, We are Borg and that echoes around the entire ship. But the Romulans are one step ahead of her on this one and they blow out all the seals on the board cube and every drone on it pretty much is sucked out in the space uh two seven of nines to spare uh you know the borg you know the, the biggest villains and star trek well probably the biggest villain, villains in star trek history but the seven of nine at one point they were the only family she ever knew and you know there's thousands of these drones killed in this episode and seven of nine is connected up as like a miniature Borg Queen to this cube at this point so that's going to have a huge effect 
on her um, by the end of the episode on the board cube. Uh, you know, some of the XBs, a lot of them have been killed by Narissa, but uh, they turn the tide on her by the end of the episode. Uh, just as she narrowly makes an escape, it's kind of hard to tell the way it's shot, but uh, I do believe that she beamed out at the end of the episode, and you know, by that time, the Romulan fleet are been sent towards the planet that the synthetic life forms live on. Bruce Maddox, the planet he was hiding on. The Romulan warbirds were sent off towards that. Right, on to the ship. A lot happens on here. Um, we start off pretty much where the last episode finished. Picard, Soji, beam onto the ship. And straight away, Captain Rios looks at Soji and kind of freaks out slightly and then goes and hides on his quarters for the better part of the episode. Uh, Picard and Rafi have a confrontation over Soji, more or less. You know, we've already got one psychopath on the ship. You know, how can we how do we know we can trust her sort of thing? And Rafi drops the bombshell that they believe that Dr. Girati did indeed kill Bruce Maddox. And Picard kind of, you know, dusts it off, disbelief sort of thing. But the EMH backs Rafi up in this here and is like, you know, his wounds needn't have killed him. She deactivated me. And, uh, you know, Rafi falls him in and that, you know, she had this tracker in her and we discover that she wasn't trying to kill her so she's she does say in this episode she thinks about suicide every day after the vision that commodore o put her in her but they what she did to put herself in the coma was to neutralize whatever the component was in her cells that they the romulans were able to track um but picard when she wakes up is in full Picard form at this stage. Um, he's not happy. You know, he's glad to see she's awake and whatnot, but he's like, you know what? When we get to uh, is it Deep Space, they're going to a deep, deep Space Station at some point in this episode, Deep Space 12. Uh, once we get there, you're going to turn yourself over to the authorities for the murder of Bruce Maddox. And um, you know, he gives her the guilt trip and you know, I don't understand how you could do this sort of thing. You know, this was your, was your mentor, your lover. She is, uh, she acts brilliant in this episode. And she gives it to Picard straight. She knows, I had to do it. They showed me a vision of what was going to happen if synthetic life form was, you know, even the thought of it. You know, what could happen? And it's all to do with this admiration at the start of it. It's everything that Jat Vaj believes in comes from this thing. Um, yes, by the end of the episode, we also discover that Captain Rios, the reason he freaked out when he seen Soji was because, and it, was it the second episode or the third episode? He had said that he had seen his captain's you know, the inside of it, the captain's head blown across a wall. We discover what happened there on his old ship. 
they come across to people in a shuttle that were, you know, like ambassadors from a certain planet, which turns out to be the synthetic planet. And it was two synthetic life forms that Maddox had sent out to make contact with the Federation after the ban. And the Federation ordered Rios's ex-captain to pretty much uh, assassinate the two of them. And as Captain done this in front of him, Rios, you know, went like up to this point. Rios considered this guy like a father. And the two of them went toe to toe. Rios was more or less giving him the third degree about, you know, we're Starfleet, we shouldn't be doing this sort of thing. And as Captain puts the phaser in his mouth, pulls the trigger, kills himself. So Rios blames himself for that. And not just that, he blames himself for the cover-up that happened after it because Starfleet also threatened to remote self-destruct their ship if he didn't cover up what had happened with these two synthetic life forms been killed. So yes, there's a lot of stuff that happens here. Everything's tied up at the end of it. At the end of the episode, pretty much we get the, the captain's table discussion. Um, Oh, there's a great moment with Picard and Soji, where Picard tells him that Data did indeed love him. It's a very heartfelt moment where Picard talks about his memories of Data and how he remembers him and how he wishes Data remembered him. And Soji is more and more, uh, you know, you can see her accessing far more info that she, you know, and she doesn't know how she knows this sort of stuff, but she's. Every once in a while she'll be able to tell someone something or she'll get something right or she'll give a piece of information and she's like, how do I know that sort of a thing? So it's one of those moments where she just, you know, at the end of the scene just tells Picard, did I love you? And uh, yes, of course, if we did see the last Star Trek movie where did it died, we know for a fact. But uh, of course, within the story, and the Star Trek universe. Picard has been dealing with this for a long, long time, and this is the first time he's gotten any kind of confirmation that Data had any emotional, real emotional ties to him or any of the Enterprise crew. Gerardi and Soji, they finally meet. Um, you know, so Gerardi straight away goes back into her playful kind of you know doctor mode where she's like starting to ask her questions you know uh what do you do whenever you're you're sad and like so she's like a cry what you do when you're happy like a laugh sort of a thing and uh you know it's it's a nice moment where you know they're having this back and forth gerardi's learning a lot of stuff that's the gerardi that she should have been that she was at the beginning of the episode before Commodore O got a hold of her, but you know, Soji is like, you know, I know you've been ordered to kill me too. Um, Gerard is like, you know, after meeting you, I can't do that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, that's good, you know, like the, that's a good episode where everyone kind of gets their their stories kind of tied up more or less for this series 
and we've got a double parter coming up to finish off season one at the end of the episode the crew of the ship finally have a captain's table meeting and the truth is finally out um, I'm not going to 100% spoil it for you but we do get the the nuts and bolts of what the Jadvaj is trying to do potentially you know it's something that if it does happen is going to be major trouble for pretty much everybody and you know uh, I don't want to say any more about it but uh, yes whenever Soji gets to the end of this conversation it kind of awakes everything in her mind and she just has to get back to the planet that she originated on to warn them uh, like the Romulans are going to invade that planet it's all her fault and she tries to hijack Rios's ship um, and there's a moment where she's against the crew but uh, it's a good moment for Soji as well because of the whole trust issue thing that she has going on in this series and by the end of it the crew are together 100% there's a hilarious part where Picard is like right let's get to this planet and he jumps into the captain's chair and of course it's modernized it's like you know Tony Stark and Iron Man you know his computer holograms that float above him and he's moving his hands about and doing this here this is how the ship is controlled Rios controls the ship in exactly the same way so Picard brings up the whole readout thing and he's got his hands in the air and he gives that there little knuckle crack sort of thing and he's you know stretching his fingers out and he's just about to start pressing buttons and then he's like do you know what I don't know how to use this thing <laughs> so uh, nice little bit of comic relief there and it was good that it came from Picard there was also earlier in the episode now that I'm thinking about it um, it's something that annoys the life out of me on new Star Trek is the F-bomb gets dropped far too often in this series it just does not work for Star Trek and don't get me wrong if you get me in the right frame of mind I can swear like a sailor I definitely try not to do it on these episodes because I want them to be as you know family friendly as possible and yes it just doesn't sit well for me in Star Trek he has a conversation with the uh the Admiral kicked him out of Starfleet at the very beginning of the, the series. Admiral Clancy. Um, he's fallen in and everything that's happening with uh, Soji and Maddox, Gerardi, the Commodore O and whatnot. And Clancy agrees to send a squadron to DS-12 to meet them. Now I'm not sure how that's going to work out because I was expecting them to go to DS-12 first but by the end of this episode they're actually heading towards uh, a Borg transwarp conduit to get into the transwarp network transwarp network so they can get to their destination quicker and I think I hope I'm wrong I hope they go to DS-12 beforehand but it seems like they're going to go to the planet first uh, I haven't watched any further on at this point the series has finished I still have two episodes to watch but uh, as they enter the transwarp network a little ship 
as sudden off to the side of the screen, and as they fly into the, the mouth of the network, the ship flies in behind them. And I do believe that is Narak. I think he has obviously been stall tracking them, but after Gerardi's attempt on you know putting herself into a coma and knocking out, she did actually knock out. We did see that in the episode. He did lose track of their ship. But there's more ways to track a ship than just that and the star track, and it seems that he did it. So when they get into the network, he's right behind them again at the end of the episode. I enjoyed this one guys, this is, you know, again, this series is going to be a grower, it's, I don't believe that it's going to be one of these seasons that you're going to keep coming back to and watching over and over again on like original Star Trek, uh, I actually, uh, even with all the busyness I had at the weekend writing 37 pages of a new script, I found it a good bit of time to watch about seven episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation in season seven. And it's just that series on its own can be watched multiple, multiple times. And I've done it multiple, multiple times over the years. And I'm going to be doing it multiple times over the coming years as well. But I don't see me doing that with Star Trek Picard at this point. But this episode in particular, Broken Pieces, was definitely a one of the more positive episodes in the series so far and uh, I'm expecting big things for the end of the series. Now I want to do just what we're here and at this point honestly I haven't seen the last two episodes yet but what, what I do want to see at the end of this series is two things uh, when they get to the planet that Maddox ran off to after the synthetic ban I'm hoping that we're going to meet Data on the planet and I know that sounds stupid why would that happen Data was destroyed and all these clones were made from a fragment of him but you know this fragment had all of Data's personality and everything that he was Maddox used that to create these new human synthetics. Why would he not, at some point in the past, recreated a data? Perhaps there's a data on this planet. Maybe there's more than one data on this planet. That would be interesting. And uh, something that would be just nice for Picard at the end of the episode to actually get a new data in his life. <laughs> starting to talk about data like he's a dog but the other thing that I would love to see at the end of this season is the Enterprise it has to happen and you know it would be a bit of a weird thing to do because of well not really a weird thing like Star Trek Discovery at the end of season 1 surprise surprise spoilers if you haven't seen it yet uh, the original Enterprise turns up with Captain Pike commanding but in this timeline, even though it's 20 years after the next generation, or the last time that we've seen Picard as the captain of an Enterprise, that Enterprise could still be in service in this series. So when they eventually get Deep Space 12, 
why wouldn't the Enterprise be the lead ship and the squadron that Admiral Clancy sends? It just it makes a kind of poetic sense to me that that might happen in this series. This has been a production of Coins Edge Media. Thank you so much for listening.